Hashtag believe emos. <gasps> another week in the corporate machine of late capitalism i don't these are the things on my mind lately and amber and i are still here hosting ketchup queens this week we have a, a very unique guest unique in the sense that i have never met her in person and amber just met her <laughs> Uh, nevertheless, we're really excited to have her. Welcome, welcome, Audrey. <laughs> Hello. I know. I just realized that we've never met in real life. You did, but I, but I, but I feel kind of like we have. Yeah, spirit. Exactly, because to explain yeah. to the listeners, we were part of a virtual reality TV watch group during like. Would you say peak pandemic? I mean, it was um, like like medium peak pandemic. Yeah, mid. Uh huh. But yeah, we yeah. consistently called it book club, even though oh, yeah. there was no books involved, and we continued to do so. And um, <laughs> I'm not sure if that's ever going to change. But <laughs> right, yeah, um, no books were involved in the making of this um, group. And we watched Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, and you were first introduced because you live in Utah and gave us the inside scoop which was quite exciting. What a show. Oh, and I guess I should say through Tyler, who has been on the show, that's the connection. Right. My former friend, Tyler Ferguson. What? What? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That was going to be like a whole pot of tea to just suddenly splash on the episode. I am here to harass him without him being able to harass me back as much as possible. (laughs) Because that never happens. So for me to be able to talk shit about him and him not be able to respond, ugh, amazing. A dream come true for a Gemini. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this like podcast warfare. I, I did ask him. I was like, should we start a fake feud on Ketchup Queens? And he was like, yes, please. I was like, great. I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry for your publicity. Maybe. We're not celebrities, but we could be. <laughs> I feel like you talk so much like him. I So I haven't even talked with Audrey much one-on-one because we were in one of those Zoom things where it's like a bunch of squares of people. And it's it's mostly people in LA. Is that right? Is it mostly CalArts students or I don't know? Yeah, mo- it's mostly CalArts kids. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Which is gross, but whatever. <gasps> Gross. Why gross? I This is my first bone to pick with um, the one and only Tyler Ferguson yeah. is that I really wanted to respond directly to his um, description of CalArts because it felt a little too cheery and a little too positive for my liking. <laughs> okay. um, and it may be because I'm jaded because I am, say with me, one of those art school rich kids. <laughs> I was... Just not impressed by the kids, like, performing, like, figuring themselves out in a way that was, like, very self-indulgent and, honestly, sometimes toxic. Um, So, obviously, it was an interesting place to become an adult, and I learned a lot, but, ugh, I don't know. I You couldn't pay me enough to go back there. It's like such a bubble of extreme opinions and feelings and there's like no nuance and it just feels like everyone's cosplaying as something else all the time, which I understand is early adulthood in general, but it's heightened when they're also like, I'm actually an artist and I just learned about this new term in art and it's me. <laughs> Um, and that's very exciting for them, but I did not appreciate being a part no. of it. Oh, I can't even imagine. Yeah. So I did really enjoy being friends with Tyler and other people, but I always hated school in general. So I'm also not a super reliable source. And also I wasn't excited about being in California because I was lucky enough to grow up in California. So I think Tyler was also just so excited to be near the beach and I hate the beach. 
Unpopular opinion. Hot take. <laughs> oh, plot twist. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Hot takes. We said last week we would accept all hot takes. Although that one did take me back more than like any celeb thing I've heard. Why? 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 Uh, as you can see, I am very pale. As am I. And I was just not made in any way for the sun. I get that. I get that. I'm scared of open water. Okay. And um, I'm not super outdoorsy. Uh, so none of those things are for me. I'm like happier when it's raining. Yeah. Like I went to London in the fall and I was like, oh, all these pasty people. This is what <laughs> I, this makes sense. Yes. I was not made for this. I'm an actual vampire. <laughs> um, yeah. I was always the one like holding all my friends' bags like under like one of my like giant hats like my grandma <laughs> yeah. while they were in the ocean. So yeah. The only person I will go to the beach for is Tyler Ferguson. Damn it. I uh, really wanted to be kind of mean to him positive. in this podcast, but I'm being kind of nice. <laughs> Are you from Southern California? No, I'm from Northern California. Oh, okay. So I'm from the Bay Area. Yeah, which is why I'm like also not impressed by like kids being like, yeah, actually, I know this person. Because I didn't grow up in an area where a lot of people knew a lot of celebrities, but it's it's the elitism comes quickly when you have that much money. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that kind of attitude is not yet impressive mm-hmm. to me, I mm-hmm. suppose. But it was an objectively beautiful place, or is still an objectively beautiful place. But um, I've never been. My family is just like kind of like indoor, watch TV, cable TV, nerdy uh, people. I never like fit in with all my friends who were like, "We're gonna go hiking and like do shrooms." And I was like, "Ah, I have generalized anxiety. I can't do that." Like, <laughs> help. <laughs> So was Cal Arts like your plan? And what did you study there? Like, tell us about that. I studied costume design, but it's Whoa! not what I do. Wait, now that's at so all. cool! I did not realize that. Um, yeah, it was great. I originally actually went to Fashion Institute of Technology in New York. Oh, okay. Um, for a single semester, but I hated it because it was like business um, with a side of fashion and Mm. my brain absolutely does not work like that. Like we had a business 101 class where we had a project about stocks that I kept getting a C on because I was like, what's that? (laughs) Yeah, what the Um, heck? It was also at 8 a.m. and I was like, oh no, we're not doing stocks at 8 a.m. I don't. No. no. And kids just like already trying to grow up really fast and be like, I'm going to go clubbing and I got this internship at Coach and like, oh my gosh. And I didn't grow up in a small town, but like in a smaller enough community where I still wanted to kind of have room to be creative and figure myself mm-hmm. out, yeah. but more so be creative. So that's why I ended up going to CalArts. Mm-hmm. Okay. I wanted to get out of California because I don't like the beach and I was like, I'm an East Coast person. But of course, I ended up um, loving CalArts, the program, the most, and coming back to ye old California. Ye old. But as you FaceTime us right now, you are in New York. I am in New York, so I came back because I'm a sucker. <sighs> I moved here for my boyfriend. I feel like he's muttering something in the background. What is he I'm muttering? Sorry, from, from the couch, he just went, ye. <laughs> <laughs> is it better the second time around? New York. Definitely. Okay. I'm very, very happy to not be an 18-year-old who doesn't know who oh they my are gosh. and yeah. is trying to like, you know, you're always trying to kind of uh, not be wrong and uh, impress people and whatever. And obviously, there's always that pressure in life. I'm only 26, but still, there's more time where I know myself better and I care less about standing in line to do the cool thing mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. whatever. Absolutely. Your whole journey, California, New York, it's reminding me of a show. I don't know if you've ever seen the show Felicity. No. Okay. I hadn't either. It's like a, I'm, I'm thinking 90s. It's Carrie Russell. Okay. And she, I I think this was her first role maybe ever because she plays like a high school grad who finds out that her high school crush is going to school in New York. So she moves there and goes to the same school to like, hopefully, I don't know, kindle something with him. But then she ends up falling in love with the city and staying there and whatever. But yeah, very because she had kind of similar feelings at first. She's like, I don't know about New York. I don't know. 
anyway, not a very interesting description of the show, but no, no, that's just what it reminded me of. Amber, who got you into Felicity? I just saw it on Hulu. I, I'm looking. I'm constantly looking for new shows, and I don't oh, know. Okay. I just saw it, and no, I'm I'm down. I'm interested. It's just funny because I think New York was always the place I thought I wanted to be mm. because I was really into. Well, I was I danced for a long time growing up, and so I was like, maybe eventually I'll go to New York. And then um, I was really into fashion, which is why I went to a fashion school. So New York was always this like beacon, which is is for a lot of people. Mm. Of like, oh, that's where all the culture is, where all the stuff is. I'm going to like really be myself there. And I even did a couple of summer programs and loved it. But it was just a combination of things that like really didn't work for me. Mm-hmm. But it is a cool city and California is great. I just have complicated feelings about both, I think. Totally get it. What were, what were the costume design people like, like your peers in that program? Is there a stereotype? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I got into costume design because I did drama in high school. Drama was like kind of actually like we had to take an elective and it was kind of the most popular elective, weirdly enough. So I, no one's looking at it me was. Like, <laughs> Yeah, so actually our drama program and our like mock trial team were like more successful than our sports teams. People did still did sports, but they were not very good teams. Huh. Sorry, can I just would you agree? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Amber's <laughs> rock. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to make sure I'm not Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shut up. Don't gaslight yourself. It can happen so fast. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, so there's still like jockey kids and whatever, mm-hmm. but it just was with that program, especially like the first two years, it was like the easiest one and mm-hmm. like a lot of socializing because you would do a lot of sitting around and like learning <laughs> lines, I guess. Um, I did it the last two years and some of my friends did as well. Um, and that's how I met my boyfriend. Um, it was a really cool program, ironically, because, the um, guy who uh, was running it went to CalArts. It's a full circle moment. Oh. And um, he still runs it. Shout out to Ben Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm really using this opportunity to show <laughs> people. She loves yeah. the show. So he, it was a very like interdisciplinary within theater kind of vibe it was called conservatory theater ensemble and it was very ensemble so like we all had to do a tech uh role and we all had to do an acting role and so you learned like all the facets of theater and it was very collaborative all this to say that i had the impression i I got to do costume designing in high school Mm. but i got i caught the bug from that and I went into CalArts thinking that it would be maybe similar or something like that. But it was like immediately, we're better costume designers, actors suck, and everyone else is in my way. Oh my gosh. It was just like baked into the program and the school, like the, the teachers. Oh, so all attitude. Yeah. And I do think that there is a lot of that in Hollywood and theater, whatever. I think that there's a lot of uh, resentment from like tech and especially costume for like not getting enough credit for their work. Yeah. Yeah. I keep wanting to tell you that recently on SNL's Instagram, they did a time lapse of someone making a dress. I keep hoping that'll make you feel better that someone got some recognition. (laughs) Are the tides turning? That is crazy. I mean, I think sort of, but I think also if you're going to go into it because you want recognition, I mean, I have a lot of feelings about like fame and all of that in general. I kind of want to hear them, but okay. Well, it's just, I mean, it sounds so cliche to be like, it's not all it's cracked up to be, but like, if you're looking for that to feel something, it's, you're going to get there and you're still going to be feeling the sad feelings sure. about your life. Sure, like, that's sure, just sure. not. Yeah, yeah. I've been in way too much therapy to think that that's going to like fix my problem. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's what really turned me off is like the bitterness of like, yeah, that sucks if you worked hard on this thing. Mm-hmm. But if you think that you getting recognition for this thing is going to make you feel better, it's not. At the end of the day, you just have to be excited about what you do or find mm-hmm. something different. And that's right. why I decided not to do costume design because I didn't love it enough to like basically kill myself over it. When we lived in LA, I mean, it was very brief, but I feel like every person in a customer service role was an aspiring actor. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. everyone was like, this Definitely. is just getting me by until my big break. And I'm like, okay, you guys, like how many of you are like Amber stands up in a restaurant? Yeah, it's just like, this is, it's not statistically possible for you all to be famous. I don't know. I mean, I know it's like the city of dreams or whatever, and people go to LA to try to make it, but. I mean, it feels very adjacent to the kind of like whole American dream BS that we've been sold. That Like, if you just like want it badly enough, right. and you try hard enough, everything's going to be so great. And it's just not true. It's a absolute shit show and it's rigged. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I didn't think I was going to come on here to talk about that, but I am. Recommending this episode to any acquaintance of mine that's not listening to it because they think celebrity culture is dumb. I'd be like, well, I have the episode for you. Hilarious, because I was like, I'm going to come on. I'm going to be so funny. And I just got (laughs) so serious. You know what's funny, though? I think this a lot. Actors are like, they were all like theater kids. Theater kids. And it's really evident. I don't know if you guys saw, it was like a clip behind the scenes at the Oscars of Jacob Ellardy from Euphoria and Rachel Zegler from West Side Story. They're about to go out to present and they did the little high school musical like, or whatever. Uh And it's just like calling back to high school musical. Like they are huge stars. And in these like sexy shows. Yeah. Yeah. And then they're doing that. It's just like... I just think it's funny that that they these are the people that become these like major celebrities on a pedestal. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and I I think that's also a reason that I was really annoyed with CalArts is that like like an art school is essentially a bunch of kids who most likely felt like they didn't fit in in high school, and then they come and it's really cool to be different and all this stuff, which is fantastic. But especially, I can only speak to a CalArts. It was like, oh, now I'm actually really cool. And mm. um, I really do this thing. And I like smoke a ton of cigarettes and wear trench coats, even though it's 90 degrees outside. <laughs> um, you can double check with Tyler the amount of trench coats I saw. No, no. Southern California Desert Mountain College. No, unreal. Audrey, I want to ask you, this is a little bit of a pivot, but do you, well, first of all, do you watch The Bachelor at all? Okay, I have, but okay. I don't currently. Okay, that's totally fine. So my question is in relation to Coachella because right now, mm. well, I don't know if it's happening or if it already happened or whatever, but I'm seeing all the posts, the, the token outfit post with like the sun setting and it's kind of like a lawn with like a scattering of people and I'm not sure but everyone gets their photo of their outfit in that same spot at the same time of day I don't understand but anyway (laughs) so I'm seeing all these photos pop up and I'm like what is the draw like why is everyone going to Coachella like not just the performers but like celebrities like D-list celebrities like all the bachelor people go all of these I'm like what what is it about Coachella Mm. like why are people so obsessed with Coachella Coachella I guess I should say Coachella (laughs) Coachella I have never been. Okay. So unfortunately, I don't have that context. Okay. But I think it's a lot of they made it into a big thing and they got all the best performers. And I think, I don't, honestly, I think it was like really good PR. They just like made it into like the must be at event and a bunch of after parties and stuff. Also, like, I don't know. Bachelor Nation is like wild and they all go to the same thing. So don't they all go to Stagecoach too? I was just about to say, remember the year that that was the drama? What is this obsession with like random white people being into country music no matter where they're from? (laughs) I never understood that bit. I never understood it. I was like, yeah, Amber, I was watching like, I mean, people are calling it Harry Cella because Harry Styles headlined it. Oh, I thought you were going to say Harry Potter and I was like, please don't do that. Harry Potter, no. Like a Harry Potter music festival? Oh, don't don't give people ideas. Fandoms will latch on. They're just different renditions of that boiling no. trouble. No, Amber, don't you dare. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if we can insert that. <laughs> so, oh, you guys, it's like something wicked this way comes. <laughs> 
huge beat drop. <sighs> Everyone's eating chocolate frogs with acid in them. Okay. But it remind. I was like, oh my gosh, actually, Audrey, me and Tyler, I feel like always wanted to... The Coachella was such a thing I was like hell-bent on going to in my early 20s, mm-hmm. saying this like I'm so old or whatever now. I'm 30. <laughs> And then now when I see it, I'm like, you could not pay me to be in a crowd like that, waiting for, like, a headliner that probably goes on at, what, midnight or something? Like, hell no. Yeah, I also didn't go to Coachella for those reasons. A, because I don't do a ton of drugs, and B, because, again, I talked about me not being really, like, an outdoorsy person, and C, I have generalized anxiety, so it just is a bad combination for me. (laughs) Right. It seems dusty, throwing that out there. That's not really my vibe. I'm like, I'm tired. (laughs) Can we sit down? (laughs) Like, in the sun? Oh, gosh. Oh, no. no. I have, like, zinc on my face. I'm one of those people. Okay, stop, stop, stop. My friend recently invited me to a concert. And I was like, oh, I don't really know that person. I'm not sure. She's like, I have seats. And I was like, okay, I'm there. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. No, literally with like, with how far back those crowds go at Coachella, aren't you just essentially listening to a PA system? Like you're not really watching a concert. You're looking at a screen pretty far away. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It it would feel more intimate for me to like watch it on Zoom or something. It just goes so far back. It goes into like fields. (laughs) I feel like it's just a like a fashion show. I would be so stressed picking out the outfit. It's similar to Burning Man. I guess Burning Man is mm. more intense though Ugh. because it's like in the desert and you're slumming it. So that just adds a whole other layer. But it's so much about like how you look and dress and stuff. And I just, I don't know. That just stresses me out. I can't. I think Burning Man is more clothing optional. So that could either bring you more or less stress, Amber. I'm not sure. Yeah, Burning Man is like my worst nightmare (laughs) yes honestly same honestly same well it's so bizarre okay i worked for this um crypto company for a little while and they threw this conference and i was just in an admin position okay i'm not a tech guru at all so it's uh, this conference with a bunch of like high intelligence tech people and they had a session on burning man and i'm like okay what is this about And essentially, the CEO of this blockchain company, like, loves Burning Man. And I assume he just goes and does a bunch of drugs and then just kind of, like, thinks of more cryptocurrency or something. Sing (laughs) Burning Man's praises. More More cryptocurrency. Yeah. No, it's true, though. It's just, like, I'm, like, I was trying to, like, pinpoint what he was trying to even say about it. But it was just kind of a lot of non sequiturs, like... Burning Man, like you, it's free. Or so I couldn't even, I didn't even know what was going on, but it was supposed to be like a professional <laughs> lecture at a conference and it was about Burning Man. And I didn't understand anything more like after an hour of him talking. So, yeah, I feel like, especially now, like I think in the beginning, it used to be more like hippie, like it was a, like a generally cool art thing. Yeah, it was and, about art. Uh-huh. And now it is like tech bros being like, let's drop acid in yes. the desert, <laughs> man. Yeah. And that's just really nothing, nothing I want to be a part of. No. Can't they start their own thing? They've started all their own things. The whole world is their own thing. <laughs> well, well, just Audrey, chill out. that is the soundbite of the century. <laughs> it's so, so true. true. Also, you guys, I have something I want to verbalize about Harry Chella and Harry Styles going back to that, but I'm worried. I'm worried. (laughs) You're worried, Kay. I don't know how to phrase it, and I don't know how it'll be taken by people, but... I, I need, I haven't said it to anyone. Okay. So here we go. I think what it basically comes down to is, for some reason, I used to be very attracted to Harry Styles with, like, his, the, his, um, see, I'm getting nervous. I'm all about a man embracing his femininity, but suddenly, like, the weird outfits are, like, too much for me. And it makes me feel like I'm doing things wrong as a feminist. This is my confession. <laughs> Um, do not doing things wrong. But may I respond? I guess. Have I explained it well enough? Because like, I would love to date a guy who like paints his nails or like wears a dress or whatever. But like, for some reason, and maybe it's just a phase in my life I'm in, I'm craving mm-hmm. like a little bit more traditional masculinity. But I just feel terrible saying all this. But I needed to say it. But yeah, now you can go. I feel like I needed to explain it more. No, of course. I don't think there's anything wrong 
I think like what you're attracted to is what you're attracted to. Mm-hmm. And that's just how it is. If you're like, it's only this and nothing else can be attractive. That's when it's problematic. Right. Okay. But it's yeah, like, yeah. it's the same thing as like, uh, if you're like, Oh, I love, like feminism, and that means you can't want to be like a mother, stay at home mom. Like, right. no, it means that you get to choose all the different things. So it's not like you yes. get to be, you get to be, um, hetero if you want to. It just <laughs> means you also support other people not being hetero. Like, that's cool. Right. Yeah, exactly. I think you're, I think that was totally fine because it's based on your opinion of what you find attractive. You personally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's living his best life. People are eating it up. Sequins. It reminded me of a purse that I had in middle school. Amber, same. The yep. kind of sack purse. The sack. You know what I'm talking about? Sequin sack. Sequin yes. sack. Wait, are you talking about like limited two? Yes. Yeah, something like oh that. Oh my gosh, that's such a vibe. <laughs> yeah. Wait, can I send in a photo for the thing? I have a photo. Yeah. Of- oh, yeah. yeah, of course. Send it in. I'm sorry, it's, it's only slightly related to what we're talking about, but I used to be obsessed with limited two. <laughs> my friend Taylor and I did... Um, would uh, dance and sing in the talent show every year and we thought we were the absolute shit <laughs> they put us the end and we were like we're the closers okay <laughs> and um, we wore matching limited two outfits and um, Audrey's like, arm is look- up listener <laughs> I'm sorry I'm doing a whole bit and this photo y'all don't know me but you will after this photo oh I cannot wait <laughs> But yeah, I, the only thing about Harry Styles and his whole current journey and what I don't know, which you guys could maybe confirm or not confirm with me is like, is he queer at all? Or does he identify as queer at all? Because didn't he have like, or no, it was fan gossip that him and one of the members of One Direction were like right. secretly dating. Louis. That was what I dove into right when the pandemic started. Okay. I needed an escape and TikTok started feeding me this whole thing and I was like, what? And I went down the rabbit hole, you guys. I was too, I mean, okay, technically I felt I was too old for One Direction. Like, I didn't force myself to not listen. I just never had. Suddenly 2020 hits and I'm 28 and I just have this app called TikTok and it's feeding me all this stuff and it's telling me about Larry's, which are people that believe that Harry and Louie from One Direction (laughs) were together. And I was like, I'll click. There's nothing else to do right now. We're all just (laughs) sitting at home. And I'm just like, oh, and then now I listen to One Direction and then now my Spotify wrapped has them as a top band and I'm 30 years old. And that all started in my late... (laughs) 20s. <laughs> and my car just sounds like I'm a Claire's jewelry. Honestly, what could be better? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, you know the feeling of being like young in a in a Claire's jewelry? Oh, that's euphoria. Absolutely. Exactly. Absolutely. That's a high like that you cannot. That compare. is a high. <laughs> Hoping you get a grab bag or a bogo. Oh or gosh, something. you're like, what is my new vibe? I don't know. You know what I used to love about Claire's was they're at the desk to check out. They had these little like animal keychains that were like yep. soft. Do you yeah. know what I'm talking about? Was there? I had this monkey keychain yep. where like the monkey sucked its thumb. Was it from there? Amber loves monkeys. She had that one. I'm sure. Stop. I probably had that exact one. Sucking the. Oh thumb. my gosh, that's amazing. <laughs> I just loved it. Yeah, I'm reading this book right now. Um, do you guys know Jill Goodowitz? Mm-mm. She writes for like Vulture and um, other publications, but she's just generally very funny uh, lady who um, got like kind of famous on like gay Twitter for just like making le- jokes about being a lesbian and coming out and some- stuff like that. And so she wrote a book of essays that I'm almost finished with reading called Girls Can Kiss Now. And she was born in 1991, which I know is when you guys were both born, because I have your specific birth times and days. Oh, yeah, right. oh, yeah, yeah. But it is so funny because it's like her whole bit is the intersection of like lesbianism, lesbianism and pop culture. And so I've been reading it, it and her like going back through all her references from her childhood. And it is like nostalgia porn like you've never been oh, experienced in your life. It's so much fun. Okay, I'm putting it on my Goodreads. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm like, breezing through it. Do you want me to do a quick bit about astrology? Uh, or I would love you, that. Are we over it? I would love it. And I have a question for you first to, to kick it off. Mm-hmm. Because Amazing. I haven't dived into 
astrology because I'm concerned that it pigeonholes me into a certain personality type. And then like, I feel like there's no room for fluidity. It's just like, you're a Leo. Here's what you are. You know, that person's a Scorpio. This is who they are. And it's just like, how can that possibly be? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I have great news for you. Okay. I have great news for you. <laughs> okay. Amazing, fantastic news for you. <laughs> okay. It is much more nuanced than that. Okay. The more you get into it. Okay. 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 But I have to preface this by saying I am not a professional <laughs> okay. and I only kind of know what I'm talking about. Okay. And I also um, <laughs> grew up Christian, so I like have like that is my basis, not necessarily this. So I'm like all over the place. Yes, yes. Just so everyone is aware. Okay. <laughs> I uh, got into astrology, like I think being in California and then going to LA, like it just like seeps into your brain somehow, just like starts to permeate your life. And then during uh, like deep quarantine pandemic, that was my quarantine hobby. I got this book by... Oh, what's the same book? Is it? Is it The Astrology of You and Me? No, but should I get that? Oh, that's my Bible. Yes. Amazing. Okay, so my Bible is um, You Were Born This Way by Chani Nicholas. She's like kind of like the hot astrologist that has done some like celebrity readings and stuff like that. Um, And she has like an app now that I uh, use. It's a whole thing if you want to get into it. Um, Because I'm not a huge fan of CoStar, actually. Spoiler alert. But the more I got into it, the more I was like, oh, this is so much more complicated and actually has room for explaining us as complex whole humans. Okay. It just gets pigeonholed when you're like only seeing the surface. Yes. Only seeing the few couple things. Right. So even now, if we talk about it, we'll only get to uncover so much. But yeah, the more I learn about astrology, the more I'm like, oh, yeah, it's it's complicated, just like life. Right. Um, and also, at the end of the day, take what you like, leave what you don't. It doesn't matter that much. I just really like learning more about myself and other people. So if this like tool helps me to do that, then fantastic. That's a good way to put it. I like that. Who wants to go first? Well, Lauren, you, I guess you already know a little bit about yourself, but do you want to? Sure. Let's get into it. Okay. So you are, as you know, a Scorpio and your moon is also Scorpio and your rising sign is Libra. Amazing. So you're like, ha ha ha, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Amazing. So Scorpios, uh, like their general um, traits are usually like mysterious and like intense. Um, And there's a lot of memes about Scorpios being like evil, which is not what it is. It's just like they like to get to the root of the matter and they're not afraid to like dig up ugly, quote unquote, ugly stuff in the way to doing that. Why are you laughing so hard? Because that just happened with my job this week with my boss. I like can't have it not I can't have like inauthenticity. I don't know if that's a word like I, mm-hmm, I just like mm-hmm. brought all the gunk to the surface and people like don't like that. Yes, exactly. I so I am Scorpio rising. And even though I'm a Gemini, there's a whole thing with houses that I can kind of get into. But like I have basically make a long story short, a lot of uh, Scorpio like influence in my chart. So that's why I'm like, yeah, LOL. But like, I did get really serious immediately in our podcast because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I am horrible at keeping my own secrets and I want to just be like honest and get into it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you do too. You're able to like move around in the world with your Libra like rising in a way that's like fun and flirty and like, yeah, everything's cool, but you really want to get to the heart of the matter, actually. Exactly. And it's in your second house, which she describes of one's assets, resources, and livelihood. The second house is originally Taurus because Taurus is the second sign in like the astrological calendar. But for uh, you, Lauren, it's Scorpio. So it has the basis of Taurus, which is like uh, loyal and stable. And then on top of that is like kind of like the costume of Scorpio. So you're like, 
in this area of my life, which is like assets and resources, like is usually a st- um, ruled by st- stability and wants stability. But your person, the personality of Scorpio is on top of it, kind of making it like, well, I'm going to go a little left and actually I'm going to dive deeper into this, even if it's not the most stable thing that I want. It, it Sometimes it can fight that personality. Be honest if it makes no sense. No, it makes no okay, sense. Okay, okay, okay. Um, yeah, your sun is like a generally who you are. Moon is more like your body and you're like kind of more vulnerable person and rising is like kind of who you present to the world and how you like move through life. And hopefully the more we talk about it, the more it makes sense. You're doing a great job. This is good. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm like starting to doubt myself and no, no, no. me saying I no, should no, come no. on and talk about this. No, no, it's making a lot more sense. I, it's helpful to have someone explain it, like walk me through. So Okay, cool. Yeah, I... I feel bad being like, and then my chart, but it, since I know my chart the <laughs> yeah. m- most, it's like the best basis to go off of. Absolutely. So it is interesting, Amber, that you're a Leo, because listening, I wouldn't think you're a Leo. Okay, that's what Lauren um, says. I know, I know, right? That's what Lauren <laughs> says. She's like, I don't get how you're a Leo. It makes me doubt my faith. <laughs> yes. So sometimes if there's a lot more happening in the chart or if there's certain, you see, it gets really complicated, which is cool because it it uh reaffirms that we're complex humans but it is a little bit harder to like put in a nutshell what's her moon and her rising so her moon is pisces and her rising is also leo fascinating oh you have a lot of like prominent planets in virgo and capricorn which makes a lot of sense okay so you have a good amount of planets in leo which is a fire sign and a sign that is very like, I will get the attention I want. It's about me. I'm a shining light. Hello world. <laughs> okay. However, I think maybe it's a little bit more subtle because you have the planet of communication, the planet of connection and the planet of um, like action and some say sex and aggression, all in Virgo, which is an earth sign. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a very rational, very like grounded sign. Amber Logan is that, my brother. Okay. Yeah. So it's, it's like, it's a, kind of like a healer sign, but like it's it's known as being very like, I'm going to calm it down. We got this. It's going to be okay. And yeah, extremely rational, organized, all that stuff. And then you have all these other planets that are a little bit more obscure, but are significant in the world of astrology, like um, Uranus and Neptune and your North Node. That's a whole other thing. In Capricorn, which is another Earth sign, and it's very like responsible non-emotional, like, I'm going to get shit done. I got it under control. Don't get it in my way. Workaholic. So like having these two other uh, signs, even if they are not your like main three, can really influence your chart and like calm the fire that is Leo. So it doesn't mean it's not there. It just means it's expressed a little bit differently because you're wrestling with the earth signs being like, it's, 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 it's fine. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The shushing. And um <laughs> the shushing. And uh and your moon in Pisces is also going to like kind of start to throw water on the fire and be like, calm down, it's not about you, it's about everyone else, it's all right, you know. Because Pisces is a very empathetic, like yeah, feel- that feels like Amber to me. Feeling everyone, I'm sure that makes you a great mom. And they're kind of daydreamy, Amber. Aren't you kind of like oh, that? Hundred percent. Yeah, Pisces can be a little like, oh, lost in the like fantasy world. Oh, mm-hmm. yay, amazing. I just love everyone. I just get along, actually. Kind of vibes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. I feel like Amber's Pisces and my Scorpio connect very well because Amber, they're both water signs. So it's okay. like very feely, mm-hmm. empathy. And you guys yes. both have, yeah, you both have your moons and water signs. So mm-hmm. um, your empaths in different we ways. We flow in the feelings together. Yeah. Scorpio's like, okay, I got a lot going on. So I'm going to kind of like cap it. But, and Pisces is like, there's no boundaries. I'm feeling all the things and I'm just <laughs> crying. <laughs> and yeah. both had their place both and i think together they really like drive i don't know if you listen to lost culturistas but bowen and matt or pisces oh, that's and right. scorpio oh that's right there's also a lot of different characteristics of leos that i think yeah if you just dive deeper there's more characteristics than just like they're like really attention like, yeah, yeah attention whores it's like 
They're also like help other people feel confident and amazing. They shine mm-hmm. the light on other people as well as themselves. So it's just, yeah, it's more complicated than just like the stereotypes we're going to see in memes and stuff, which is why I also don't love CoStar because I feel like it really just oversimplifies things. Well, plus the do's and don'ts list is enough to make me just want to exit out. You and Tyler know the writer, right? I don't know them, but they, the person who does their social media and their like daily like notifications at least used to be from CalArts. And that is all you need to know. Well, because they had a writing job open and I was like, Tyler, I want to go for this. And I have like, I'm, I do copywriting and I have experience. And he goes, oh, I know the person that does it now. And they didn't have copyright experience. And they're just putting total bullshit on the do's and don'ts, which, you know, the second you read the do's and don'ts, (laughs) like the charts on there are accurate and other aspects of it are, but certainly not the thing that says today do moldy bread. That was mine the other day. (laughs) Or don't, don't do moldy bread and then do over the ear headphones. I'm like, what? <laughs> That's such a like CalArts thing. It's like, you know, it'd be like super like random and like art. That's just like, I'm going to say something crazy and like see what people do about yes, it. Yes, <laughs> that, that tracks now. Yeah. I'm like, that's not art. That's just you being lazy. Okay. Wow. Well, has there ever been a time where someone's like, oh yeah, you know, I'm a... Pisces or whatever, and you're like, like, you just don't want to get to know them more? Like, is there a sign that you don't like? I am only judgmental of a couple signs when it comes to straight men and probably straight white men. Wait, can we say it at the same time? Can we say it at the same time? I hope it's the same thing. Ready? The worst sign for a straight man. One, two, three. Cancer. Sagittarius. (laughs) Really? No, I love my water signs too much. I will also say Sagittarius. Um, <laughs> so four. Honestly, it might just be straight men. So um, <laughs> really, the common denominator is straight men. Um, <laughs> but it's like the signs that exacerbate the things that culture already um, breeds in them. Cancers mm-hmm. can be very victim-y and very like... I just, mm. but I'm sad. And like men get away with a lot of shit by being like, but that hurts my feelings. Mm. And so that's why I'm skeptical of cancer men. And same with Pisces men is like, they can be like, I just have a lot of feelings and that can be such an asset. But in a world that like breeds men to be like, use that as a weapon, it's very sketchy to me. And then Leo men for similar reasons. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Amber's husband is a Leo king. Careful. He is a Leo man. It does not mean. <laughs> I was shaking the finger. Mm-mm-mm. There are two Leos with a son named Leo. I'm just telling you right now. It's a Leo family. I mean, the thing is, my brother's a Leo and I love him to death, but I think he's a much better person when he realizes that it's not all about him. Like <laughs> he, you know, when he was younger and he didn't have that kind of wherewithal and he wasn't with his wonderful fiance who gives him perspective. I I do think that he maybe made it more about him. But like, that's also the thing that you have to remember is like, we're humans that grow and change. And I think that that's why I like this astrologer, like Channing Nicholas is she's like, when like, these signs are evolved, aka they've done work on themselves, blah, 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 this can happen. If they're not, this can happen. Exactly. I've told people my big three and they go, are you okay? And I'm like, actually, no. Big three being the moon, sun, and rising. Sorry, just Sorry, real quick. Thank you people. for the context. Yes. But like, I've been in therapy since I was uh, seven. So uh, I'm okay. Wow. <laughs> Amber, for example. Yeah, I always think of it that way too, Audrey. I think of like healed and unhealed. So like mm-hmm. an unhealed Scorpio would be, we are pretty jealous But, like, healed would understand, like, okay, jealousy is pointing me towards, like, this or, like, Mm -hmm. what does the jealousy actually mean? Like, oh, I guess I'm wanting, you know, whatever this person does. Like, exactly what you were saying, like, negative and positive. Mm -hmm, Uh Uh-huh. Like, yeah, like, I, since I have Scorpio rising, I can be really jealous. I can be really controlling. Mm -hmm. Being a Gemini can be, like, all over the place and maybe too surface level or, um, Having Aries moon, I can be a loose cannon. Um, but when I oh, work oh, on myself, oh. yes, it's a chaotic combination. I'm yeah, not- those three. Wow. I've been in therapy since I was seven, y'all. <laughs> With the same therapist. Um, wow. Mm-hmm. Shout out Lisa Peppersack in my third shout out. <laughs> 
shoulder shimmy. Since seven, you have the same therapist? Mm-hmm. That's it, incredible. It'll be, it'll be 20 years. What an amazing relationship. I'm envious. It's, uh, it's very special to me because she can be like, yeah, remember when you used to do this and now you don't do that. And it's fantastic. More importantly than anything I've said in this podcast, the song that has been in my head on and off for the past couple of days is, I think it's just called Love Me or Hate Me. I think but so. it's like, love me or hate me still. <laughs> I'm not going to try love to sing it. Love me or hate me, that is the question. If you like me, then thank you. <laughs> if you hate me. Amber, did you listen to it too as like a teenager or whatever? Yeah, you put it on one of my uh, <gasps> CDs. You're kidding, I did? That's iconic Wait, behavior. That's so fun to learn about my past self. Oh my gosh. I miss that era of, I know I'm a couple of years younger than you guys, but I miss that era of making CDs for your friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cute. Very well, cute. Well, you draw on the CD. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we would, we would type and print out a commentary, Audrey, for each other. Yeah. That's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> I do wonder what this person is doing now. Yeah, Lady Sovereign. <laughs> right. Have I'm from England trying to fault me. me. <laughs> Amber, did you immediately latch onto the song? I need to know. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Did you identify? Ah! <laughs> the reason I originally liked it is because, you know, when you're like in middle school and there's kind of like some cool high schooler girl you like look up to. I think that's a universal experience. Mm-hmm. The um, the girls that played like, um, what is it called? Powder puff. Like where oh, it's like the girls yeah. football. There was a girl and like My her God. walk on song was that. So she, when she would like run onto the field, it was like, love me. I hate me. It's still an obsession. And you were like, she doesn't care. And that's cool. Yeah, exactly. Kate, her career was like. Very short lived. Oh, Amber's got the goods. Yeah, what's going on? Yeah, please. 2005 to 2012. That was the run, then medical issues, <gasps> and then done. Oh, poor oh, thing. No. Actually, that sounds like a longer run than I would have guessed. Yeah, like what was she doing in 2012? I mean, 05, 06 was like early singles and EPs. So that was like bedroom music, probably. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm, okay. okay, I thought you meant like a sexy time playlist. <laughs> bedroom music. I was like, whoa. <laughs> So really, she only had like six good years. I'm a funky little monkey with the tiniest ears. With the tiniest ears. Don't like drinking fancy champagne. Most have a stick with Heineken beers. Does she even have like a number two song that was fairly popular? Not really. Can anyone pull up Spotify quickly? Maybe. So her top singles were Those Were the Days is like really popular. Or wait, 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 wait. Maybe in England. Nine to five. Like a Dolly Parton cover? <laughs> That's what I was just thinking. <laughs> Working nine to five. Fuck you. <laughs> you guys didn't big thing. You got to help focus me in now because I'm just kind of tired from the dog sitting. But didn't like huge things happen in pop culture? I guess J-Lo got engaged. Uh, J-Lo and Ben Affleck, Which is- right? absolutely unreal it's unreal and okay on her instagram she posted this video and she's like guys i have this amazing news Mm. i can't like mimic j-lo good enough but she has this way of speaking and stuff that just irks me so much but she's like i have this amazing news so if you join my inner circle she called it her inner circle um go to on the jlo.com and subscribe and you will get the video. And so, of course, I did it for the sake no, of the kidding. podcast, mind well. you, for the sake of the podcast. And it's basically like just a newsletter that she compiles and it's supposedly like inner circle stuff. So she'll like dive into dive deeper into her makeup routine or whatever, probably selling her own skincare line, line. even though she claims to only use olive oil. <laughs> yeah. And the video she sent was just her going, oh. <gasps> looking at the ring and then it was like a a a voiceover that was like i love you more than ever or something wait wait are we able to screen record this for our post are we able to amber did you pay for this no it's free it's her going oh i thought you were going to say it's the proposal (laughs) on film no no No. that's unreal wait i don't the voiceover i hate that yeah just this like little voiceover you know in her little voice she gets when yes it's like fake humble or something i don't know how to explain it also what i don't understand is like why is she having like a subscriber inner circle in a newsletter like 
it's, she seems like she's golden. Like she doesn't need to be like courting yeah. more people into exactly. her fandom and getting yes. more money. Like I think she's good. Actually, J Lo is a Leo. Yeah, right. Well, and that checks out. So was a Rod. Like, it's never enough, baby. Right. So is a Rod. Which any sign, Audrey, correct me if I'm wrong, but any sign with its same sign can be a pretty good match. Like because they just understand each other. Oh, I think it could go either way. I think it really depends. Right, right, right. But sh- she goes for the... <laughs> I don't know. Ben Affleck bugs me, dude. He gives me bad, bad vibes. Bad, bad vibes. But I do have a little bit of a hot take. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just nervous the whole episode. <laughs> Can't stand her don't know enough about him, but don't get good vibes. But there's something about them coming back together that I'm okay with. Okay with. Like, I'm totally at peace. I believe any couple, my personal thing, is allowed to have a breakup. It can be a big breakup and years pass, or it can be like a smaller one, and then they realize, what were we thinking? They can get back together. Now, if you have two breakups, I start getting a little bit skeptical about the right. sustainability of the relationship. And I've been in several on and off relationships. I think that's why I've formed such a strong opinion about this. There's a reason you're splitting up so many times. But I, I, maybe I just like the idea of these people that find each other again. Why I'm liking it for them when I detest them, I don't know. Maybe I need some help, you guys. What are all these weird opinions I have? I don't know. I think maybe for me, and let me know if this is correct for you, it feels kind of like, yeah, let's all stop pretending that we want to do this other thing and be like, think we're better than whatever. <laughs> we're going to just do the shit we were doing because that's who we actually are. Like, do we think they haven't evolved at all? I guess I keep hoping he's, like, not an addict or whatever, but who knows? I I don't know. I'm not even sure if that is, like, bad or good. Mm. Also, I'm biased because I, like, met my boyfriend in high school and we didn't date, but liked each other and then started dating now. So I'm like, there's hope for us all. Nostalgia is, like, really heavy in pop culture right now. So even just the nostalgia of, whoa, this 90s couple being – that was, like, a power couple or whatever iconic couple being together again is like whoa yeah. it's kind of cool <laughs> maybe it's just like comforting it's comforting yeah mm-hmm. although i did you guys see the scary tabloid video of him getting home and she's waiting by the car and she's all like flirtatious and she's like kissing him and he's not moving his mouth at all and you can read his lips and he goes what are you doing okay hold on what? first of all when she walks over to the car she looks right in the paparazzi's lens well i can use it in the post and then she's Stop. all over him and he's like what are you doing and her body language is just like all over him and he's kind of like backing off and the comments are just like oh no like either he's mad at her or like this isn't working at all and she's just staging it for paparazzi because she looks right at the camera that is so weird what yeah okay my my take on ben is he just looks exhausted (gasps) he just looks so tired no man looks raggedy he's like whatever you know she's like let's you know get engaged again sure Like, I just feel like he's apathetic. I mean, that's like the main meme of him is looking exhausted smoking a cigarette. Yeah. It's funny because he doesn't seem like that cool. Like, sure, he's attractive. But I'm like, is his apathy, like, Mm -hmm. worth dealing with? Yeah. Like, do you have, like, riveting conversations? (laughs) I don't think so. I don't know. But yeah, because J-Lo's got a lot going on. She's still very much in the public eye. Ben, not so much. When was his last movie even? I don't even know. Like Argo or is there more stuff? No, there was... He was in like a more indie film. I will also say that I don't remember all the details. So this could absolutely be not true. But someone that my dad used to work with went to college uh, either with Ben Affleck or like in LA and they dated a little bit. And then he like continued to kind of like creepily text her while he was like dating other people. Oh my gosh. So I just. Don't know. I mean, like, obviously, a long time ago, but once a slime bag, all of a slime bag. (laughs) Absolutely. I can see it being like, you know, the PR is hyping it up and then, Mm -hmm. you know, getting back together with someone that you have the history with. Like, it can be very exciting. Mm -hmm. But do we think it's going to last? Yeah. I don't know. Just like the whole bit with her, like, hyping this up is so weird because, like, she's very relevant in pop culture. So she doesn't need to make herself more relevant. Yeah, that's true. She doesn't need to. 
Mm-mm. I need to have talk with her. Like, what's going on? <laughs> well, I need to figure out what went wrong with her and A Rod. Right, right, right. And don't you dare tell me mismatch schedules. But you guys, do you remember the Instagram video? I think he posted after they broke up. Yes, you showed me that. Yeah, it was like it, all her memorabilia or mm-hmm. something. In like an unfinished basement, like could have been any random Jones Smith whatever house in suburbia. Just, you know, where like your basement is like your storage room and he had all these like framed photos and he's slowly panning over them and he adds the song um, Fix You, I believe, by Coldplay using the music feature on Instagram. No, you're yeah, it was so 15 year old boyish. It was very bizarre. I was like, you realize you're in a public relationship. No, see, that gives me like Pisces or Cancer man vibes of mm. like... <laughs> I just like <laughs> someone feel bad for me. That is so maybe check bad. his chart, Audrey. Well, A Rod was never attractive to me. They seemed really happy though. I mean, I guess he has that thing where his skin is the same color as his lips. <laughs> <laughs> Which I can't. That thing? Who else has that thing? <laughs> That's such a specific pet peeve. I just couldn't get behind him. Okay, also, I'm like not sure if this is a bit you guys are continuing to do because full disclosure, I haven't been able to finish the last episode, but I wasn't sure if I was supposed to come with a celebrity that scares me. Yeah, I'd love to I would hear- love to hear it if you have. I'm scared of saying this, but I think the people that probably scare me are like, I love and I'm scared of Taylor Swift and Lady Gaga. Just because of like the sheer power mm-hmm. and amount of fame they have is like kind of scary to me. Yes. Not because I think they're bad people necessarily. I don't know them. And I do love their music both. I've like been a long follower. I'm like really don't want the Swifties to come after me. I don't know how many are. One of the scariest fan bases. The scariest <laughs> fan base. But also like I am a deep Taylor Swift fan. So don't at me. But, like, yeah, the accumulation of, like, power, fame, and wealth in those two women seems just, like, how could it not be abused Mm. at a certain level? But maybe I'm just being cynical. Literally, the power Swifties have is um, Jake Gyllenhaal just hosted SNL, and every single comment was, where's the scarf, Jake? Where's the scarf? Referring to the song that's supposedly about him from this three-month-old, three-month-lasting relationship where he keeps a scarf at the end or something. I'm like, there was not a single comment about, like, him as a person or a host. (laughs) So wild. No, and I mean, I think I, like, gotten like a little bit of a tiff with Tyler about this because like about um we're talking about Olivia Rodrigo and uh what's his name Joshua Bassett Mm. and like fan bases and stuff like that and I'm like of two minds about it like I think if you're like old enough and have been around enough like yeah you should like try to be as responsible as you can for your fan base but at the Mm. same time like they can't be held accountable for every single thing their fan base does because they're like not in charge of it yeah. And for me specifically with like Olivia Rodrigo, I'm like, I don't know, like very much defending her and a lot of stuff because I don't know. I just feel like she's getting a lot of flack from people now. Like she was 17. Like if you read my diary at 17, it would be like, I'm going to murder this man. Like it would be like psychotic, psychotic shit. Is she getting flack for what's in the album? I think she's getting, well, I don't know. Tyler's bringing up the point about like Joshua Bassett getting heat and like, him and Sabrina Carpenter mm. getting like death f- threats and like yes. Olivia Rodrigo apparently didn't like speak out about it until like a couple months later. Okay. I'm willing to give her the benefit of the doubt. Like I don't know, she's young. She's so young, you guys. Like, we cannot forget she's that she's so, so young. young. And I don't know who she, how she is as a person, but I doubt she's like wants them to get death threats. I don't know. Right. I don't know. He was saying that like it like really fucked with Joshua Bassett and like her his career and i just i don't know like she has every right to talk about her breakup and like these are her real feelings it doesn't mean that he is awful he's you know an average white guy who like broke up with the girl who was really in love with him and this is how it feels when your first Mm -hmm. heartbreak happens Mm -hmm. and like she gets to express that p.s her concert tickets for here were three (gasps) hundred dollars yeah it's crazy 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 for like regular seats I think regular-ish. My cousin was like, should we go? Like, I know it's last minute. Do you like her? I was like, I love her. What are we talking? And she was like, it's 300. I think it was 300 because we were talking about it week of. Mm. And I was like, 
I just, it would have to be like someone I'm obsessed with and I'm in the front row to pay that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. There's only, I think, a couple people I would do that for. T-Swift? I have been lucky enough to see T-Swift during Fearless tour, which was... Which one? Which tour? Fearless. <gasps> fantastic. She puts on a fantastic show. But I will pay like anything, anytime Paramore plays. Really? Favorite band. Well, Paramore is going to the When We Were Young mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Vegas. except for I'm not, I'm not doing that. That, <laughs> that gives me a bad <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Well, also, like, there was such, such sketchiness around it that I'm like, I don't know about this. First of all, yeah. yeah, I don't like festivals. And second of all, it feels like something wicked this week. <laughs> okay. <laughs> something <laughs> Oh, no. Kind of like the, uh, what was it, the fire festival? What was that fake thing? Well, yeah, like all the TikToks of, be- of people being like, this is another scam. I'm like, I don't know. I believe it. Really? I'm not even on TikTok, but people sent me a bunch of them. And I'm like, you know what? That's enough evidence for me. <laughs> <laughs> Emo TikTok went off and I believe them. Audrey, thank you so much for coming on. This was really fun. Thank you. No, thank you so much for having me and dealing with my bullshit. Oh my gosh, none of that. It was very authentic and real, and I loved it. Wow. Thanks so much, guys. <laughs> no, I'm I'm honored, honored to have been on, asked to be on here. I told everyone about it. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, thanks, guys. <laughs>